Midday Treat with NAZ Elite, a monthly podcast in which I chat with Hoka NAZ Elite team members, and you'll get a behind-the-scenes scoop on their training, racing, and everyday lives. I'm your host, Eric Sensman. You can find our monthly podcast on SoundCloud uh, by searching Hoka NAZ Elite, and you can learn more about the faces behind the team uh, by visiting their website, nazelite.com, their Facebook page, Northern Arizona Elite, or their Instagram and Twitter, both at NAZ underscore Elite. All right, welcome to this episode of uh, Hoka One One Midday Treat with NAZ Elite. Uh, I'm your host, Eric, and I'm here with uh, Scott Smith. First time on the podcast, right? First time. Yep. On this particular one. I did one with Veronica. Oh, you you, were, you did one of the, the older versions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Scott's been around for, <laughs> been here for a while. while. Yeah. As, <laughs> as evidenced by my throwback right. t-shirt That's today, right. Which I'm pushing hard to bring back. <laughs> How many years has it been with uh, NAZ Elite? I guess I joined in the early months of 2014. Yeah. Okay. So, so over four years. Yeah. Four and yeah. a half years. Yeah. Still going strong. Yeah. <laughs> um... Well, we, of course, are uh, here to talk about the New York City Marathon, mm-hmm. which you will be running. I will be. Well, now, well. you're going to have to forgive me, but um, is this your first New York? It is. Okay. Yeah. So, first New York. The first time I'll ever have visited New York. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Whole new experience. You'll see all five all boroughs yeah, in, yeah, in one I morning. The best way to tour it. Yeah. <laughs> you picked a good uh, yeah. a good time to go. Um, that's right. So, you mentioned your, your teammate... Uh, and Nemesis, uh, Scott Fable is also yeah. also running. Does that uh, excite you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely from a training standpoint, it's awesome to have another person out there. And right. Scott and I can set aside our kind of healthy rivalry for the good of each other. I think in training, which um, I think will be beneficial for both of us. I sure. Know when we both trained for Frankfurt along with Matt, it was yep. good for everybody and. I mean, I've trained for cycles on my own as well, and it's definitely a lot better of an experience to have somebody else out there. So right, right. Looking forward to it, and then the kind of the the fodder that we'll create for each other. Yeah, as well definitely. Fun. Well, yeah. So I I've already spoken with with Fable about mm-hmm. uh, his debut at New York. Um, we we did discuss your head to head record, and it on his count he was five and two against you. Yeah, but he's also head. not counting a time I beat him when he was in college, Ooh, and he's counting, counting times when I was in marathon training that he beat me. Yeah, well, So the, I feel like it's more like it's, it should be three and five. <laughs> that, well, but my big thing to him was the last time you guys lined up for a marathon, you, you beat yeah, him. Yeah, he's never like, beat what? me at anything over half marathon. Okay, yeah. So half marathon, two was a half marathon and marathon. <laughs> yeah, so, all right. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes this time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, t- look, again, largely going to be talking about New York. I want to start with, uh, I, I love, I ran into you one day, uh, several months ago at a pizza shop. Oh, yeah. You do, you love pizza, if, yeah. for anyone that doesn't That's know true. that. That's true, yeah. Um, but uh, I remember asking you, it wasn't too long after Frankfurt, and I was like, hey, man, you ran a, ran a great marathon. And your response stuck with me, because I just I thought it was great. You said something along the lines of like, yeah, I've run a lot of marathons pretty slow, and then a couple good ones. <laughs> I remember saying that. No. And I was like, this is the people's champion, man. That's, yeah, that's yeah. Just... I ran another slow in the spring. <laughs> oh, yeah, but you were, you were what, sixth <laughs> at Boston? So, I mean, throw throw times out the window, yeah, I think, yeah. there. But uh, I, I enjoyed that response. Okay. So, I, I imagine with New York, um, well, tell me, is it, uh, why do you, you want to run 
New York. I mean, there are some obvious reasons. Yeah. But you can... um, I think at this stage of my career, I'm getting to where I'm, you know, I'm not looking at the light at the end of the tunnel of my career, so to speak, but I'm also kind of weighing what experiences I want to have in the sport when I make these decisions. So it's, um, that goes into it too, you know, I mean, not that I've, that never being, having visited New York is a huge deciding factor, but getting that whole experience, going to New York, being a participant in the marathon, it's sure. just, in general, when I've gone to marathons, it seems like it's a really great event for the city and everybody comes out and supports it. And for New York to be another major marathon that I could have an opportunity to participate in was a huge deciding factor as well. Sure. So, um, kind of another opportunity to go on a bigger stage and what I didn't necessarily feel comfortable enough or maybe even hadn't um, been good enough to compete in earlier in my career. At this point in my career, I feel like I'm capable of competing at that level. Sure. So I, you know, I want to kind of throw myself in there and see what I can do. Yep. And so when you, well, you lined up for the Boston Marathon, like you mentioned, in April, and before that it was Frankfurt, mm -hmm. and um, you, you PR'd at Frankfurt. Correct. Uh, and it was 212, mm -hmm. how many seconds? Fast and fall. <laughs> 212 uh, 21 <laughs> <laughs> 21 that's good um how much uh i think confidence is, is is part of lining up for a major like new york city um i think that's what you're kind of alluding to there how much confidence do you do you bring in to new york from frankfurt and even even boston again it wasn't a yeah. killer time but given mm -hmm. the conditions and and you ended up sixth um what how do those experiences work in your favor going into new york i think having Running the 212 was a big confidence boost for me because I've had these segments where I get in really good shape and for whatever reason, tactically or conditions, the race doesn't pan out to be as fast as I would have hoped. Sure. So I've had good performances in the past, kind of like Boston was a good performance, but there's there's not that time that I kind of gain confidence from. So it's nice to have that solid PR in my back pocket as like a confidence boost going sure. to New York coupled with all these other kind of race experiences that I've had that may not be, have been in ideal conditions, but I competed well, which right. I think will serve me well in New York. And then having a faster PR will kind of give me the confidence if I'm in a group of people to be like, okay, these guys aren't 10 minutes faster than me. They're like three or four minutes faster sure. than me. So, or I'm just as good as some of these guys. So right. that kind of contributes to the confidence as well. Yeah, and that's and that's kind of the the racing side of things. What what from a training perspective? What uh, how did those blocks go for Frankfurt in Boston? And um, what what did you learn from? And what will you sort of roll into your new uh, training cycle? They probably couldn't have been much different. Actually, I had a pretty poor training segment for Frankfurt, which um, I think I just was able to pull off a good race by, I mean, having Scott and Matt was a huge benefit out there and helping me stay confident and calm, but also the years of training that I've had leading up to like races that I mentioned that may not have gone as well, not because of the training. So having that good training going to Frankfurt aside from that specific block, um, I think contributed to success there. And then, um, a lot of that was a lot more time specific training. Cause it's like, we're going after a time in Frankfurt. <laughs> so it was like, all right, here's the times you want to hit and work out. So whereas Boston, we did a lot more kind of course specific work and we'd go out to um, Sunset Crater where we don't really know what the splits mean out there. It's just 
get in the correct effort. Sure. Um, and then I felt really strong in the training throughout Boston. So, um, I was confident on the day, no matter what the conditions were that I was going to compete well. Yeah. Um, so I, I had a much better training segment for Boston than, um, Frankfurt, I would okay. say. Okay. And I want to get more into training here in a little bit. We'll, oh, okay. we can, we'll talk more specific about, about this particular block. Unfortunately, we have, uh, your coach nearby, so we, we can, <laughs> yeah, we can bring him in yeah. to, to add some thoughts. It. Yeah. Yeah. You can explain. Yeah, I, just, I just do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you do, I think have a, a broader goal in mind over the next couple of years. Um, do you know what that goal is? It would, yeah, it would be to make the <laughs> Olympic team. Yeah. That's, uh, that's the big overriding one. Yeah. No sure. secret, I guess, for no, anyone in, in no. your position right yeah. now. Um, so how does, you know, Frankfurt, Boston, New York, um, how does all that fit into the bigger picture, I guess, leading up to the trials? Um, I think kind of, as I mentioned earlier, that the Frankfurt <clears throat> race kind of puts me in a position where at least my time is in the conversation of being um, a potential dark horse, one of the guys who has the chance, a chance to make the team. Sure. So I think that time kind of, again, gives me gives confidence that. that I can step yep. on the line and nobody's that much faster than me. Whereas a race like Boston or New York, where it's not so much a time specific goal, it's just a championship style race going out there and competing and placing as high as you can, I think contributes a lot more value race wise to what the trials will be rather sure. than a time. Sure. Um, so that's kind of what I'm looking to get out of these types of races, just big time race experience and making the right decisions and being confident in myself late in the late stages of the race. And aside from, from New York this fall, um, so that'll be fall of 18 mm -hmm. and then the trials will be spring of, yeah, spring of 2020, 2020. Yeah. And, and so in that interim interim, what, how many more like marathons do you think you'll run? Will, um, will there be many more? Uh, probably not. Maybe okay. I would say at most two. Yeah, most two. Yeah. Yeah. After New York. Right. Um, maybe one. Okay. It, it kind of just depending on what I get out of New York, I think, and then what sitting down with Ben and what we feel we need to get out of the next um, 14, 16 months, whatever it is, to, to the trials. Um, yeah. Probably not more, definitely not more than two, and it could be as low as one. Sure. And in, in between now and uh, New York, I, I know Fowell's got a couple of races lined up. In fact, one. This weekend. This weekend, that's yeah. right, yep. Um, it will be the past that's by true. the time people yeah. listen to this. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah, time travel. Scott was was sixth in that race, and uh, yeah. let's yeah. see if we yeah. can predict yeah. it yeah. accurately. Six would be pretty good. I think. Yeah. <laughs> it would be. Um, what uh, how, how about for you what what does the um, schedule look like it, scott probably mentioned the other race that we're going to go to um i'm not doing the one in the past <laughs> i'll not have finished that race um but i'll be doing the um great north run with scott's half marathon yep. in england so um yeah going out there and hopefully trying for a pr on the half okay and that's september yeah uh, 9th or something yes yeah yeah and that so that's the only thing on the schedule yeah okay and what's what's your current pr on the half uh, 6234. 6234. And I, I, I we'll have to forgive my ignorance. I don't know too much about the course. I guess, I guess it's oh, a it fast was, one. It was a fast course. Yeah. yeah. I got a really good day. It, okay. Yeah. It was in San Diego. So in San Diego. Patient. Yeah. And the same's true of, uh, the great North. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I actually don't know too much about the course, okay. but I think it's pretty fair and people run faster every year. So, okay. um, so that's yeah, a good reason for it. it. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's, um, let's talk a little bit more about how that training will look between now in New York, um, and I think this is the cue for 
Coach, okay. Coach Ben to come on in and we can hear from him a little bit. Welcome to the studio, Ben. Well, thank you. This is a challenge. <laughs> this is a challenge. Okay. You made it, though. I made it. Um, so, we did the same thing with Bubble. It's like deja vu. Oh, man. You guys are like yeah. the same person. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Ben, you've got um, both your Scots lining up for New York. <laughs> your Scots. The Scots. The yeah. Scots. Uh, first question for you will their training differ at all? I mean, when right, you have two guys training for the same race, but they have different strengths, weaknesses, because um, they aren't the same person, <laughs> as it turns out. Uh, will it be, will they Will they marry each other almost exactly? Almost exactly. Okay. Almost exactly, yeah. They, uh, they've they both become very, very good racers and um, respond to a lot of the same type of things. The only, the only big difference uh, in the two segments is that they're coming off different things. So the context of the beginning of their segment okay. is a little bit different because uh -huh. Scott Fauble finished up uh, on Memorial Day at Boulder Boulder, had yep. a couple of weeks off, had a couple of very easy weeks and then got going. So by now, he's been going now for a little bit and he's built up a, a decent bit of fitness sure. uh, where Scott didn't finish his summer season until Wharf to Wharf in July. Uh, right. But it's not that different because his segment wasn't as intense uh, as what as the segment Scott was coming off right. with Fauble. So we didn't need as long of a break. Right. And he wasn't as exhausted at the, emotionally or physically totally. at the end of that segment. Yep. So, it, I mean, we're going to be smart about coming back into it, and yep. he'll catch up with Fauble in a couple of weeks, but uh, I don't think it'll take too long, and then they'll be on the same page. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, Scott, what are you... You mentioned, you know, training with someone for a race, mm -hmm. and, and you, you did that with Frankfurt. Um what do you think is most advantageous about it from your perspective? Um, is it just someone there to push you a little more? Is it someone there to like suffer with? I mean, yeah, I, th I don't know. It's just, it's not even that you push that much harder. Cause I mean, a lot of times when I work out by myself or with somebody else, the times aren't that much faster. Mm -hmm, it's just mm -hmm. nice to have that camaraderie. <laughs> so not like, as you mentioned that, you know, we're going through the same exact thing at the same time. And if a person is having a rough day, that person's your team and they can kind of like give you a little pep talk on a recovery or sure. drag you through a hard mile that you may be kind of struggling on. So, um, yeah, it's just nice getting out the door. And I mean, to say that I was totally solo for Boston is a little inaccurate. Kellen was training as well. And right. Even that is nice to have like another person, even though we're running different paces for most of it, it's nice to have another body out there. Sure. <laughs> it's like you can complain about the workout on the cool down too. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's true. Um, Ben, we've talked, uh, couple times about the the culture at NAZ Elite and in the importance of uh, the team and teamwork do you um, as as sort of the the coach and the overseer of that um, try to try to get these guys lining up at the same races yeah I mean that's that's the hope is to line up as much as you can sure uh, but there's individual decisions as Scott talked about at the top uh, based on where they're at in their career and what makes sense for them working backwards from the trials for their needs individually business uh, decisions you know come into play a little bit so we're not always going to be exactly on the same page but when it works out I do prefer it yep um, I've always felt I mean Scott probably agree like the, when we've really when we've had a nice group getting ready for one big thing I feel like that's when the group is functioning at a very high level at the sure. highest level possible sure. uh, the Olympic trials marathon the Olympic trials track and field yep. um, you just have there's this positive um tension <laughs> if you can have positive tension yeah, totally. you know you're building toward this really really big moment that individually is very important to each and every person but i think 
I think sharing it collectively makes it actually a little a little easier yeah um uh, than if you were just out there on your own getting ready for this thing and uh we'll have that of course with scott and scott for new york as well as um um uh, Stefan Alphine yep. who will be doing New York so that that group will kind of feel like a group but then you know when New York is behind us I don't want to get ahead of New York but when New York is behind us and the fall is behind us I think we're gonna have a lot of people on the same page for most of the entire 12 months leading up to the Olympic trials marathon right. in 2020 which is gonna be very very cool yeah yeah absolutely um, this is gonna be a question for both of you but I'm gonna have Ben answer first okay um, when it comes to to, to this Scott yeah. um, at uh, I feel like I can use that jet yeah. is it getting old? <laughs> no, 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 okay. no. Um, at, at New York City um, as his coach what do you see as I guess his strengths or why do you think that, that Scott Smith can run well at New York City? Well uh, much like I wouldn't have had Scott Fauble uh, <laughs> debut at New York uh -huh, um, uh -huh coming right out of college, or, or I should say, uh, you know, have it be his first marathon, his debut, uh, because because I think you need to get one under your belt, and I think we talked about that in that podcast. With with Scott Smith, I think maybe, maybe three years ago, it wouldn't have been the right time either, because New York is such a race. It's such a... It, there's so much so many tactics involved and you have to make so many decisions constantly throughout the race as early as a mile in and certainly as it goes on more and more and more um, and that's something that he's really worked at over the last three or four years and gotten really really good at is racing yeah. you know just stepping on the line being very confident being able to handle a number of different situations because it's all experience based right like he said he's had He's had marathons that have been very uh, difficult to handle weather-wise, uh, both extremes, hot, cold. Yep. Um, and, we, and we've thrown him in a lot of races that have been um, opportunities to get outside of his comfort zone a little bit. Right. And he's handled those. And, and, and even, even some of the failures, I think, have added to... Um, to his credentials or his his sure. personal resume if you yeah. will inside his own head you know and and so then if you look back at the last year or so pretty much every time out of the gate he's raced really well yep. so now you're in a position where yeah new york makes total sense because that's what it is you step on the line you don't know exactly what's going to happen but you're confident in yourself and your ability to make decisions right and so it's just the perfect time in his career and he's super strong after so many years of running and having so many marathons under his belt and you got to be super strong for new york sure what do you think, Scott? So that was a really good answer. What was the specific <laughs> question again? <laughs> what um, What makes you think that you can run well at New York City in particular? I mean, okay. that, that course has. We didn't talk yeah, too yeah. much about it just now, or Ben didn't. But you know, that course has pretty specific demands. Yeah. Uh, and the tactics of it. So. I I think that part of it kind of excites me, and that's why I'm looking forward to it. Um, I think that, as Ben mentioned, I'm responding better to kind of just flat out race type situations mm -hmm. better than mm -hmm. I have in the past. So I know when I get on the line that I'll be able to get the most out of myself on the day. And I think at a race like New York, that will be beneficial. I don't know that after the race, I'll 100% be able to look back confident that I made the right decisions, but I'll know I'll get to the finish line on empty. And I think at a race like New York, that will place hopefully very high. Sure. Yeah. Um, so in this training block leading up to the race, what are some some signals or indicators for you where you know you can you can finish a, a particular workout or um, or run and 
and be like, okay, I'm ready. Like, what, like, are there some, I don't know, sort of staple workouts that you'll kind of look to to, yeah. to know where you're at? It's tough because, I mean, I don't put a ton of stock into the train. I mean, I do, and I try to complete to the best of my ability, but if something doesn't go well, I don't beat myself up over it and vice versa if you know i just absolutely crush something i don't think that that means i'm gonna go win new york sure by means. sure so, um i just try to keep a pretty even keel throughout training and i think it's for me it's more of the cumulative effect of the training where i gather the confidence from rather than being like oh man i nailed that workout so this is going to go well it's kind of i look at it the training for a marathon is more of a body of work than yeah. like a specific um workout so that's I mean, I guess if I had to choose one, it would be the long tempo, long steady state tempos that we do. Right. Would be kind of the biggest indicator since it's the closest thing we'll actually do to a marathon at that effort. So if I had to choose one, that would be it. But like I said, it's more of the kind of um, whole of the the workouts that I look, gather confidence from. Sure. And Ben, we we talked with um, with Fabel about some of the differences in training with with this block versus um, mm -hmm. Frankfurt. But I think. Scott Smith has that experience with Boston, which mm -hmm. is more similar to, to New York than Frankfurt being a major, not being totally flat. Mm -hmm. So how will his Boston buildup, um, how similar will that be to, to this one here for New York? Well, we won't have as much emphasis on downhills mm -hmm. as we did for the Boston buildup. But I, as I've told Scott, I hope, and I think he has gotten a lot of confidence from what Callan Taylor did at Grandma's because... Right. You know, there's, it's just, you'd hate to be that person. And I'm not going to sit here and predict what would have happened. I'm not going to do that. But they were in such good shape sure. for Boston. Sure. Such unbelievable shape. It was the best training that we had ever had um, anyone do for a marathon. Scott on the men's side, Kellen on the women's side. And it's so great that he got sixth place at the Boston Marathon. But it just, it, it did leave a little bit of a sour taste because we didn't get to see what that training would have produced sure. in, a more, in a more tangible way. <clears throat> right. Um, but we did get to see what it produced for Kellen. And she ran the 224 at Grandma's and it was such a huge performance. And so I think that, much like Scott talked about just a second ago, any segment, whether you're in any age and any ability, it doesn't matter. It's not all about what you just did. The last few weeks leading right. in, it's a, it's it's a it's a cumulative effect over time, and so his Boston training is going to help him in New York, right? For sure, and I think he'll build off of that segment training wise, and we can feel very confident in some of the workouts we're going to do for New York that are going to be specific to New York with a lot of pace change and back and forth because actually we had a lot of that yeah. in the Boston segment yeah. as he talked about just just from the terrain alone that we were running on, sure, you know. So I think he'll be very well suited or very well prepared to handle the, the new challenges that the the New York specific workouts are going to sure, throw sure. at him. Um, so, yeah, I'm very, very confident that it's going to be a good build-up. Um, I definitely want to talk about expectations, sort of where you see things, uh, how you see things from, from your current vantage point, how things might go. Um, but before we do, uh, I'll start with you, Ben. What we've we've already mentioned the the Scott rivalry. Oh yeah, Scott, Scott, Scott. Rivalry, yeah. What uh, what do you think about the Scott rivalry? Well, here's the thing. I hope you'll know it's a joke. <laughs> well, right, right. It, that should be. No, my, my mom didn't. She. Your mom we had didn't. to explain it at Boston. To yeah, you're kidding. We were at the after party. My mom was like, uh, "Can you stop using the word hate on Twitter?" <laughs> 
the H word. <laughs> the H like, word, that yeah, darn H word. I'm trying to roast Scott, but Mom will stop using the word hate. Yeah. She was very confused. <laughs> She's like, should yeah. I hate Some people, yeah. some people yeah. don't understand that. Well, she called it, she was at one point calling him bad Scott. Mm-hmm. Bad Scott. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a joke, it's a thing, it's a shtick that they have on Twitter. No, I love it. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. And actually, people get big into it. We had the guy come up to a, a, a Boston, we were doing this little panel discussion with uh, Chris Heisler. Uh, for Runner's World, and uh, there's all these fans there and mm-hmm. such, and, and the one guy comes up and he goes, "Oh, can I get a picture with the Scots?" Because <laughs> I'm not going to say which one's my favorite Scott. I mean, he was whole, he was into the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway, I think it's great uh, to answer your question. I think it's great. I think it's hilarious, and I think we're going to do some cool stuff um, during the New York segment. Um, we're going to really um, uh, play into that. Yeah, we're going to really play. We're going to really dive deep into that and, and have some fun with it, and uh, you know, give people some training nuggets too. But it'll it'll be fun. Yeah, they're they're just they're a blast to work with and yeah. I, I'm glad that they can laugh at themselves and I'm right. glad that there's uh, that they're capable of, sure. of self, self-deprecating self humor <laughs> it's, it's yeah. the best kind of humor yeah, yeah. well that, my question to you uh, Scott was going to be what, what can we expect on that front on the um, Scott v. Scott front oh, leading um, up to New York I don't think I have like any specific yeah, tweets planned it out. Oh, we're building on. a campaign. Yeah, we're yeah okay. Building okay. A campaign. You got a workshop. Uh, yeah, stuff. no, I know. I mean, I, mine's generally pretty reactionary. It's <laughs> what Scott does, and okay. then I'll fire back at him. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I got, I do have one picture that I'm waiting to, to send Ooh, off that I think yeah, yeah. that people might like. Well, there was a recent one where you were you were at Hypo Two doing a weight session. Uh, and mm-hmm. Fable was was looking in the mirror. Yeah, I actually wasn't even there. I was like, you, you just had someone Jen take it for the you. pictures oh, that's on, great. Uh, on our what's it shared folder. Show, shared folders. Okay. I'm not okay. really good at the technology. It's a, but <laughs> so I saw it. None of the pictures in Jen's like folder. Scott was lifting anything. <laughs> I also love. I also love when you get him in a in a situation where he's uh you know doing a yoga oh, pose yeah, no, and, oh, okay. and you claim he's begging for mercy yeah. or whatever. <laughs> Those are great. Those crack me up. Yeah, yeah. he didn't know I did that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Please keep those coming. Yeah, I'll no, yeah, I think I think great. we're gonna work with um, uh, Kittyus Mag, Sidious Mag. Yep, yep. Um, and do an ongoing uh, blog post series. Yep. Uh, as they prepare for New York, but it won't be your typical. I'll just say that it won't be your typical right. running blog post. I think it'll be a lot of fun, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll get an insight into these two a little bit. It'll be it'll be cool. Well, Sidious is America's best running publication, so that's well, the pl- let's that's not the place let's to not go. alienate anyone <laughs> on the Midday Treat uh, podcast, Eric. Uh, we love a lot of different publications. Just, that's don't true. We? It's true. I'm just playing to yeah. uh, to that particular yeah, yeah. publication. Pub- yeah, it, it'll be it's a gr- that's the right they outlet. They do a very good the right outlet for what for what you're doing. Yeah, um, sure. that'll be fun. That'll be fun to read on. Uh, so, on a more serious note, um, New York City, if things go well in in training, um, what what are your expectations or, or hopes? You know, I think as long as I beat Scott. <laughs> Pretty good day. Okay, see, no, that's, I, that's the right answer. I can have a good day and lose to Scott for sure. Um, I think a top ten is a realistic possibility, mm-hmm. and I think that would be a great resume booster for me. But sure. I'm, I'm not going to rule out something higher. Um, going to get out there and compete. And if there's a spot that's higher in the top ten, then hover around tenth. I'm going to go out and grab it. So um, I think top five would be like a huge day for me. Sure. But I would. I mean. It's still a ways off, but I would like to finish in the top ten. Would be my early assessment. Sure. If, before going to you, Ben, if you can transport yourself back to like pre-Boston and forget the fact that you finished sixth, mm-hmm. and 
It, what, or yeah, just put yourself in, the, in that situation. What, what do you think you would have said about Boston? Uh, you know, a I think I would have given a similar similar. Answer, okay, the, the okay. top ten would have been a, a great day for me. Sure. Um, just these world marathon majors are so competitive. Right. Um, I think that it like at these type of world majors where there's not necessarily pace groups or pacers that it lends. Um, a little bit of an advantage to somebody like me who may not have the credentials to go after like a 204 or 206 or whatever they may yeah. pace those faster races for um, where sixth place may be 206, 207. Sixth place in Boston was 221. Right. So right. I, can, I know I can do that. that. Yeah. 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 I can, I can run 221. Yeah. So um, I think, and then in a similar way that New York, um, I know that the time is the sixth place time, 10th place time is, is not something that's really going to intimidate me too much. Sure. So, um, yeah, I think those races lend themselves a little more um, to my advantage in terms of placing high than yeah. a, kind of a pace time trial. Sure. I'm gonna imagine you've got similar thoughts, Ben. But what do you what do you think? Well, I, I'm I'm happy to hear his answer. Yeah. You know, I think it was very similar to the approach that I remember Stefan Kellen taking into last year's mm -hmm. New York, and mm -hmm. and then they both finished in the top ten. Yep. And, and actually, you know, much like Scott's saying. Even though they, 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 you know, you have to answer these questions. People are going to ask them. You're going to ask them. Everybody's going to yep. ask them as race week. And and I never want the athletes to dodge the question. Uh, but I also think that it's healthy to have a little bit of an open mind, particularly a race where so many different things can happen. And, sure. and, and there's only so many variables, you know, in your control, one of which is not really your place. Right. You know, right. even though people have to ask the question. So I'm glad that he's... Um, thinking top 10 but keeping an open mind about what what could what could be uh because that's almost exactly what happened to kellen you know she was in the top 10 and then moved all the way up into fourth right and was fifth for a very long time and then only at the very end did she scoot back to eighth in the, in the literally the last half mile yeah so she was that, that close was so to close. that yeah. close to fourth and fifth and and so the fact that they're taking that attitude that uh hey you know i know for sure that i'd like to do this in general um but but let's let's get training and see how fit we can get and on the day let's see how good we can be and that's it's yeah. kind of that's the, all four of the athletes running new york are very um very mature and very capable of, of taking that attitude in a very healthy way into sure. the race. yeah is a is a final question to wrap things up um when you look at we've been talking my question was based on place right like where do you see yourself placing largely but you know do you look at a race at, like new york and say you know the I'll know if I had a good race, not based on time, not based on place, but more based on um, whether or not I think I sort of reached my potential on the day. I mean, is that more kind of the, the I attitude? I don't know that I would say it's the majority of the attitude, but if I get 11th and my goal is top 10, but I know I did everything I could to get 11th, I'm not going to beat myself up over sure. it. So um, I think it that is, and to a certain extent, just finishing the marathon in general at any level you have some self-satisfaction but I, sure. i've certainly finished marathons before and been like i didn't optimize my performance on yeah. the day and that's a pretty disheartening feeling because you can't just go do it again next sure week. sure so um I, I mean i'm like i said earlier in the podcast I, I think i'm pretty confident that i'll reach the finish line knowing i got the best out of myself if in retrospect the right decisions were made or right. whatever that is something i can analyze and learn from later but if I get to the finish line, I know that I competed the best of my abilities. There'll be some satisfaction in that. I won't, you know, if my goal is top 10, I got 11th. That's pretty clear that I didn't reach that goal. Right. So I'm pretty cut and dry on that kind of stuff. That's fair. Yep. Um, so, but I, I would take some satisfaction knowing that I got the most out of myself on the day. And Ben, from your perspective as a coach, 
how much of it is, you know, trying to, well, yeah, how, how much of it is performance um, versus, you know, get the most out of yourself, I guess. Or, well, you or can't, you can't get away from the performance. I mean, you, have, you know, you, you want to be accomplishing <laughs> big things, top tens, top fives at World Marathon right. Majors, right. wins at national championships, all these things. But luckily, we're getting to the point with uh, several of, of the athletes in the group where <laughs> If if Scott does what he says, he's gonna finish really high, you know. Um, and if I do my job and we put them in a position where they're on the, you know, they're on the line on the day, ready to go, and they and they run to the best of their abilities, then really good things are gonna happen. Fast yeah. times, high yeah. places, all those things. And so, it, it, in a way. It's almost like going back to high school cross country. It's like when you start out and you're in the 40s and 50s, it's really hard to be in the 40s and 50s. You don't know where you are. Right. 10 people pass you, you have no idea yeah. what place you're in. Yeah. And and it actually gets easier as you get closer to the front in mm -hmm. a way because mm -hmm. you're a little bit more in control. You can see things right there in front of you, see everything happening. Sure. And they're getting to the point where they can run up front in some of these really big races. And um, and I, I think at, when it, when we get to that place, we can start talking less about really structured things and exact splits and these kind of things and let them let it flow a little bit you yeah. know, and let them make decisions and uh, that's where you want to get to uh, particularly before the trials right so right. We're, we're getting close to that place I think with a, with a lot of them and I'm very excited so sure yeah. sure um, well it's gonna be exciting to watch yeah we'll uh, hear all of the the top athletes that'll be in the field here in the next well, pretty soon. Well, when you watch this, <laughs> when you, know, you watch them, no, honestly, I, I meant to say this in, in the other pod, and I, yeah. I, I know Scott agrees. Like the New York Roadrunners, they're the best. They do such a great job. That's one reason uh, Scott wants to do it because he's not been able to do a race in New York, and we've had such success there and sure. su such a great time there. Yeah, you know, we really enjoyed it, and um, you know they've been nothing but welcoming to our group, and uh, we're excited to bring the athletes that we're bringing this year in the marathon. But then we're we're also going to bring some of the young athletes to run the five k the day before, which will be a wonderful experience for yeah, them. Yeah, you know, definitely they'll get to watch Scott and Scott and Steph and Elfie the next day, and hope and. Uh, my wife's gonna come this year and my daughter Great. and i just i think it could be a very special day for us yeah that'll be a fun weekend yeah awesome well um you heard it here uh scott smith will be in new york city marathon this year yeah. so we'll be looking forward to that um scott ben thanks for joining thank you thanks all right that's fun that's a wrap beautiful sentiment you're thank just you. such a stud on the mic well thank you sir <laughs>